your boy G Mother Great, another episode of Crown Jewels Podcast. And today I'm joining the building with Mr. KG Gillis. How you doing, man? Doing all right, man. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm glad you could come out, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate the invite. Been a long time, a long time. Today I thought it was very important for us to do a podcast episode surrounding health and wellness. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of questions, um, don't know who to ask, just kind of guessing Google searches. You know, those Google searches can be a good thing and a bad thing. You could get a little bit of whatever information off of that. That's true. That, yeah, you know, whenever you're doing those Google searches, depending on what it is you're looking for, you may or may not get the right information that's going to be based on you. That's why it's usually good if, it, if you're not knowing exactly what it is that you're trying to do to try to meet that New Year's resolution or to try to reach that goal or get ready to for that cruise, get ready to get into that dress or that suit. Um, you know, you want to make sure that you're doing the right thing that needs to be done um, for you because there is no cookie cut program that's going to be just a completely 100% good for everybody. And, um, and that seems like that's the thing nowadays. Everybody looking for these quick results, uh, get it done, get it done fast. See a lot of these side by side pictures that, uh, quite frankly, I don't believe them most of the time. But you know, there'll be uh, people losing two hundred pounds in, in thirty days, and you know, so one of the things that I always like to tell people that if you're dedicated to it, you got to be dedicated to it. There's no shortcuts to a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, that's um, that's one of the benefits that you know I do with Holy Temple Fitness is um, I don't teach people how to do anything trendy. That's gonna be um, for 30 days, for 60 days, for 90 days, what most of these programs are. And not that there's anything wrong with those programs. Um, some people actually need that to kind of give them that boost and that motivation to get started because some people don't know where they need to go. Um, and they just need to be able to get up and move and do something. So those things are actually good. Um, but what we teach more so is how to do a lifestyle change. And that's basically how to get fitness into your life, not make it fit, um, because it should be essential just like you breathe, just like you eat, just like you drink. Being active, being able to know what you're supposed to eat, being able to take care of your body and being able to know what what you need to do to get your temple back right and to get it where it needs to be has to be essential. And it has to be personal and it has to be something that's going to be geared towards you toward the way that you live because people have different types of jobs. They have different lifestyles. They have different things that, that they have to also consider and incorporate. So you have to make it to where it's going to fit you. And that's, that's perfect, man. Cause I'm at that point now, man, I need a six pack, man. Right now I've been racking just a one pack for a long time. So <laughs> about time for me to whip it into shape. So uh, you mentioned Holy Temple Fitness. Go ahead and explain exactly what that is, man. Well, basically what Holy Temple Fitness is, it's, um, it is the fitness organization that I was actually blessed to, you know, be able to take on that God gave me. And uh, it was one of the weirdest things. It actually became a reality for me when I was actually in the hospital dealing with my own health issues. Okay. I, at one point, was uh, over 500 pounds. Oh, wow. Um, I was eating any and everything possible, fast food all the time not eating right, not eating in the right frequency of time that I was supposed to eat. Water was about as vague as the air. You know, <laughs> I, I hardly ever drank it, you know, and not being able to understand what I needed to do to take care of my body. Plus, 
you know, you also deal with doubts of depression. You deal with doubts of lack of encouragement, lack of motivation. You know, you're working on a job. You're working 12, 14, 16 hours a day. You know, when you're traveling for an hour back and forth at the time when I was dealing with my issue, when Holy Simple Fitness came about, it was one of those things that when it was brought to my attention, when I was having to deal with my own health issues and I had a doctor telling me that if I didn't hurry up and change my lifestyle and change how I was taking care of myself, you know, that my young children that I had at the time, my two daughters that I had at the time, you know, were going to be without their father. And, you know, that's something that you don't want that's to scary, have anybody that, you know, to tell you, you know, that you're <laughs> going to be dealing with having all these different ailments and all these different issues. And that is going to be taking you away from your loved one. So that was, you know, something that helped me jumpstart and try to figure out what it was that I needed to do. And while I was sitting in the hospital, it was one of those things the doctor told me, you know, Mr. Gillis, we need to try to get some rest, you know, take it easy when you go home, you know, start working on this. First thing I did when I got back was I did my very first logo for the business. And it was something that was it was placed in my mind. I could see the vision and it was placed in my heart. And that was where the passion came from. Um, It was from my own trials and tribulations that I had to deal with uh, that caused me to jumpstart this movement. And that was about seven, eight years ago. Okay. okay. And, um, you know, and I'm still working it now to this day. Just trying to get people to see that there is, there's always hope on the other side. As long as you're still breathing, as long as you still have a breath to take, you always have an opportunity to be able to change where you are because you didn't get there overnight. It's going to take the results a little while for you to get. But the thing that you have to realize is you can't get discouraged. You can't get, you can't let those setbacks cause you to fall back, back into the lifestyle that you were living because you have to change and you have to do something that you've never done before in some cases in order to get to that new level and get to that new point in your life. The name, and I, I like the name. That's, that's, if I don't remember much about the Bible, I remember my mama telling me about your temple and your temple being your body. Explain to me how you came up with that specific name. You know, basically the way that that came up, um, whenever you're having to try to take care of your body, your body is a temple. Um, you know, and there, are, there are teachings in the Bible um, of you yourself being the church, you know, and you... Uh, being able to be that entity that other people see, that other people can get blessed with, because most people can't see, feel, touch, or recognize what God is. And if you're able to display that with how you take care of yourself, that's one of the things that actually will draw people to figuring out what is it that this person is doing that's so, you know, awesome and amazing and so great in the, yeah. you know, in there that they're looking good, they're feeling good, their mindset is is on point. Well, one of the things that you have to deal with and one of the things that I teach and help people with, um, aside from the physical aspects and the nutrition, is that mental and that spiritual strengthening that they need. Because for a lot of people, you have to have all three intact in order for you to truly be successful and to not just be successful and meet that goal, but once you've met it, regardless if you're trying to lose 10 pounds or 200 pounds, you got to be able to do what what's needed to maintain it and to keep it going. Because most people will reach those goals and say, I did it. Now, where do I go from here? Right. And that's where that mental that that mental strengthening and that spiritual strengthening comes in, because most people who try to reach their goals, 
they don't fail in the process. They fail after they've reached that initial goal, right. and they don't know where to go from there. Yeah, that's, that's so me. once they plateau or they get to that goal, then they're like, okay, what do I do next? Where, where do I go from here? And that's where those 30, 90, uh, 30, 60, 90-day programs come in that'll help you get to that goal. But what do you do at day 31 after you've reached that goal and you've made it to the end and you were able to physically do what was required for, for those 30 days? What do you do next? Because you can't go back and repeat it because you're not going to get any, you're not going to get the same results that you got before. So that's why we teach lifestyle changes because okay. this is something that you have to do on a daily basis, you know, in order to keep your success rate up, to keep your goals up, to be able to know where your weaknesses are and what levels you need to go to in order to reach that next level that you need to reach. That's cool. So, so tell me, like, uh, like what what kind of programs you, you offer with, you know, um, Holy Temple Fitness? Well, now, thanks to technology and thanks to being able to have everything just, you know, in your hand with your smartphone and tablets and things like that, um, we've been blessed to be able to uh, have an app now that's on the Android and Apple Store. It's called Holy Temple Fitness, um, where you can actually do online training. Um, we actually can assign you a workout plan. And every exercise that you would get um, will have an instructional video on how to do those exercises. So that way you don't have any issues of doing exercise wrong, hurting yourself, you know, causing yourself any discomfort or anything after your workout. We do one-on-one personal training. I am going to start doing boot camps, different challenges throughout the year. This is kind of get people motivated and to kind of build a community of people within the app where people are able to communicate with each other, uh, be there for motivation. because. I don't feel that I have to be the only person that does the motivating. Right. Most time, most of your motivation will come from people who are actually going through the same thing that you're going through. Now, granted, with the issues that I've had, I'm able to relate to all of my clients. Um, but sometimes you need somebody that's right there with you that's going through that same struggle because right. Right. there may be something that you might be dealing with that somebody else who's right there next to you that said, you know, hey, I just got over that last week, or this is something that happened to me last week. And you'll, you you can build that camaraderie up with people who you may not even know. It may be people who you do know. Um, but the important thing is, is to try to bridge that gap and to get people together who are trying to reach the same goal and that can help motivate each other. Because who knows how many people that may be out there that I might not be able to reach. But if I'm able to build a community of people and there's somebody who can kind of give a motivational word or even if it's something that I've taught before and somebody knows what that is, they can give that to somebody else. Because if everybody who becomes a part of Holy Simple Fitness or whatever fitness organization that they get become a part of, if they're able to take what they learn and apply that and give that to somebody else, then that's the ultimate goal. Because I can't teach everybody because my style may not fit for everybody else. Right, right. But somebody else who I've been able to instruct or been able to talk to may be able to have that insight or to be able to have that edge to talk to that individual and be able to work it to where they can get it and they can understand it. And then that person will teach somebody else and that person will teach somebody else. And it just keeps moving forward from there. You just keep passing the you just keep passing the knowledge forward and everybody gets the ultimate goal of being able to take care of themselves. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense, then, man. I, I like the way that's set up. You know, everything sounds 
real dope. And I need to get into a plan ASAP. But um, so I'm going to throw a first question at you, man. I got here was a popular question. Um, A lot of people conflicted about lifting weights and wanting to lose weight. A lot of people feel that you can't you can't lose weight because you're gaining muscle while lifting weight. So, like, is it true or false that you can lose weight and lift lift weights at the same time? Yeah. Now, there is a lot of uh, speculation. There's a lot of myths that come about that. One of the things that most people feel like that happens, um, and it's all based on what people see, um, because most people, when they try to look at trying to get involved in a workout program or trying to figure out how, what they need to do to lose weight, the one thing that they get hung over with is they'll see somebody, whether it's on a picture, whether it's on a video or somebody they see in the gym who has already met that goal. And they'll see that individual and they're like, what do I need to do to get like this person? Right. Well, what people will do is they they look at a lot of things by sight and they don't have the faith to realize that they can get to that same point. And a lot of times people will get intimidated. So they feel like, oh, if I'm lifting weights, I'm going to get bigger and things like that. It's true. In a sense, you will get bigger. But the more muscle that your body is able to build, the faster your metabolism is going to be, which means it will allow you to get rid of a lot of the excess weight or the fat that you don't need in your body. And it causes your body fat percentage to go down. Um, It'll cause you to get more leaner and things like that. Once again, you can't cookie cut a program for somebody because everybody's going to be a little different. Me, myself, for a lot of people that see me, they think that I bodybuild for a living. I actually use resistance bands. And so resistance bands works well for me because with the different ailments and everything that I've had throughout the years and um, having to deal with seizures, having to deal with um, other painful joint problems because of the excessive weight that I had gained and yo-yo back and forth throughout the years, uh, it caused me to deal with issues of arthritis. Well, weights work for me like a person who takes steroids. The minute that I start using them, I blow up just real fast. I mean, I, I have to... I'll have the muscle build. I'll have the look. I'll have everything. But the minute that I stop, it goes away. Okay. Plus, over a prolonged period of time, if you're not using weights correctly, um, if you're having any ailments like myself with dealing with um, arthritis and things like that, you can cause yourself more discomfort than you are results. Um, So you want to be very, very cautious. You want to always have somebody with you to help spot you. But with the resistance bands, um, that is actually something that can be used that helps strengthen not only the major parts of the body, like the biceps, the triceps, the pecs, the traps, um, but it also helps those stabilizing muscles that often get neglected um, from weight training and help you with being able to um, achieve those goals and to get stronger um, with just your natural range of motion of being able to lift, pull, you know, push and everything that that is required when you're working out to try to get yourself in shape. But that's where it comes in, where we have to do assessments to see what may be the best thing for you. You could be one of those people that if you lift weights, you'll start gaining weight a lot faster than what you'll start losing. And it'll make people get discouraged. So you may have to work on something on a different approach uh, to make sure that you get the results that you need without getting discouraged in the process. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense then, you know, and that, I guess that's also where it comes into play. I know a lot of people who started lifting weights and 
to the eye, you can see that they are shedding pounds, or it looks like they're shedding weight, but they're remaining the same weight on the scale. So I guess they're picking up the the, the amount of weight in muscle, but they're losing the inches. Right. And and that's that's another thing that you have to look at. Now, a lot of people don't understand that there is a transition that your body will go through uh, where you'll weigh exactly the same for a very, very long time. And people get caught up on the weight and not the other aspects that come with doing fitness training, Um, because there is body fat percentage that has to be measured. Um, there is, uh, being able to measure the major body parts, your biceps, your waist, your arms, your chest, um, that, that have to be in account because where you might look and say, well, I'm still weighing the same, but you don't realize your clothes are fitting different. And that's exactly my thing. Like my clothes fit totally different. They hanging off of me, um, jeans big, you know, but when I get on the scale, like I'm, I'm the same size or within the same area, which is frustrating to me. I threw my scale away, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. Right, and, like I and couldn't see even that, take it. Like, yeah, <laughs> see, a lot of people will do that, and uh, that that's one of the most frustrating things that people have, and 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 it's all in trying to change a person's mindset because what most people think, you know, that they're, they're thinking, well, well, with fitness training and trying to learn how to eat and doing the different things that I need to do to try to help me with losing weight. They, they stay focused on that weight. Yeah. And staying focused on that weight is the worst thing that you can actually do. Most people will go in and weigh themselves every single day, twice a day, three times a day. Worst thing you can ever do. Yeah. You know, I, I generally have people weigh, weigh themselves once a week um, because what actually happens is throughout the course of a week, um, you don't always eat the same thing and you don't always eat at the same time. Right. So I try to give people an opportunity to be able to compensate for that week, because whatever happens, um, if you weigh yourself first thing in the morning and you weigh a certain amount and you're wearing a certain amount of clothes and you weigh and you, you know, you feel great. You say, okay, well, yeah, I lost 10 pounds. Well, then you'll go and weigh yourself later on in the afternoon tomorrow you're fully dressed. You haven't had the necessary bowel movement. Yes, we do say bowel movement. It's not a bad word. <laughs> um, but you'll go in and you, you you have on a bunch of clothes, shoes. You've eaten or you just got finished eating. That's what most people really will do. They'll eat a meal and feel great. And they say, well, I'm going to go jump on the scale. You just put on maybe 12, 15 pounds of stuff that you didn't have the day before and you'll get on that scale and you say, you know what, this stuff is not working. I'm done. And then they'll be, and and they'll quit because they feel like that what they're doing is not helping them at all. So they just go back to what they were doing before, not realizing that they changed the dynamics of what they did the first time when they weighed in where you didn't have on all of those clothes. You didn't have on those shoes or those boots, fellas, you know, and you, you know, you go out there and you, you didn't ate that, big lunch, you know, when you were at work or if it's on the weekend, it's your day off. And then you jump on that scale and you have all of this excess weight on you that you didn't have when you first weighed in. And now it looked like you gained a bunch of weight. You don't really know if you gained a bunch of weight or not, 
everything you just done at that particular moment made you gain weight because that stuff that was added on that you didn't have before. So that's where you have to get that mindset and that teaching on letting people understand what they need to do to ensure that those setbacks or those trials that they think are popping up are not really trials and tribulations. It's just an offset of timing and when you got ready to weigh yourself again. So you don't focus on the weight so much. I generally have people have a certain look and a certain feel that they have about themselves. Because as long as your body, as long as everything that you have looks good for you, because you can't satisfy everybody based on what you want to look like. It has to be based on what you want to look like and how you want to feel. So if you look a certain way in your clothes, if you feel a certain way in your clothes and in your well-being and in your mindset and in your spirit, if you're over 300 pounds, but everything that all of your blood work and everything that you do, because we still have to go to the doctor, y'all. Just because you get on a training program doesn't mean you stop. But if everything right. there works well and you look good and you feel good, you keep maintaining that. And you keep on in the most natural way possible to make sure that you're able to reach that goal and you're able to continue to feel good about yourself. And that's it. I mean, that's basically it. And that and we teach that. We teach all of those different aspects of that. Okay. Okay. So um, I got another question. Recently, they came out with the What the Health video. So all of a sudden, and I'm doing finger quotes, but all of a sudden it became trendy to be plant-based, vegan, vegetarian. And what I, what I find out, the more I talk to people, because I actually participated in doing plant-based diet, because there's words mean something. And exactly. People tend to label things vegan and don't have the full knowledge of what vegan is, what plant-based is. I tried going plant-based. I did it for maybe about a good month and a half, and I, I ran out of ideas on, on on meal planning and stuff. So I went to vegetarian, and I, mm-hmm. I stuck. I was good with vegetarian. Right. During your transition, what type of eating did you do? And uh, it's a little two-part question. Could you explain the difference between being a vegan? eating a plant-based diet and a vegetarian. Okay. Now, I'm about three months shy of being two years vegetarian. That was one of the hardest transitions to actually do. Man, you um, tell me. <laughs> and, and to be honest, it wasn't really the mindset or me as an individual being able to achieve it because – if you're really serious about wanting to make a change in your life and needing to do whatever it takes to reach those goals, you can do it. The thing that happens with a lot of people is what is what you're exposed to. Because here's the thing. If you say today, I'm going to become vegetarian, I'm going to stop eating meat, no beef, no pork, no anything. And I'm one of those. And see, a lot of people will say that they're vegetarian. And some people will still eat fish. Well, they're actually pescatarian. And, and that's crazy when you speak on this, because I just had this conversation earlier today that uh, about people claiming vegetarian, but eating seafood. And I'm like this. Well, most people don't really. Con- well, the thing about it is most people don't really consider seafood to be actual meat. Yeah. Um. So it's it's not actually meat. It's a different type of flesh. 
Um, but still with that, it is still you're still consuming something. And I and I tell I tell people this in this kind of manner. You're still eating something that had parents, okay, yeah. you know, <laughs> so you're still eating something that had parents. You're not a full vegetarian, a full a full out vegetarian does not consume any type of meat whatsoever. Right. If you're a person who doesn't who doesn't eat beef, pork, fish, chicken, turkey. Uh, I'm sorry, not fish, but uh, chicken, turkey, pork, or beef, but you still eat fish, you're a pescatarian. Uh, if you're an individual who doesn't eat any meat and wants to try to claim being a vegan, but you still eat dairy and you still eat eggs, you're an ovo-vegetarian. And there's another one. There's about eight different kinds of vegetarian. There's a lacto-ovo-vegetarian. <laughs> Uh, there's, uh, I mean, there's different kind. I, I don't even know them all by heart myself, but most people, when they consider themselves to be vegan, uh, some people will actually say that out of context. I, as I got ready to try to transition to doing that, I had a conversation with a actual vegan and that person almost cuts me out. <laughs> uh, cause those people, and, and it's, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's all based on what your belief system is yeah but sometimes when you're trying to claim something um it's usually best to make sure that you have all of your facts because vegans uh, not only it's not just with their food consumption it's their daily living a life their cars don't have anything that deals with animals so you people who claim vegan if you're driving that car that's got leather in it you're not a vegan I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> if you claim to be a vegan and ladies, y'all got that animal print purse or, you know, the shoes and, you know, fellas, if you got those boots with the uh, ostrich and all this different stuff, if it's anything that's dealing with the animal that you wear, that's in your home, that's in your car, if you have any of that, you are not a true bona fide vegan. That is a lifestyle that I myself can honestly admit and say I'm not that dedicated for. Right. <laughs> um, because I, you know, I like having my belts. I like my boots. I like, you and know, my it, clothes. It, you know. And it messed me up when I when I um, saw that vegans uh, don't even eat honey. Like you know what I mean? Like eat right. See, and once again, I'm not that dedicated. <laughs> I like having my honey in my tea when I drink it. You know, so, you know, there are certain things when when you look at what a vegan truly is, you know, you look at it and, and most people will, you know, kind of get that, you know, that motivation. And they're like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go on ahead and be vegan. I'm going to go to that next level and, and you know, get my body to, you know, because people have to understand that 70 to 80% of the results that you get from your fitness training, from your goals, for your lifestyle change, anything that you do, 70 to 80% of it is going to be based on what you consume. Yeah. I'm thinking, okay, if I can do vegan 70 to 80% of, you know, of my success and my goals is going to help me if I become a vegan. When I actually read and realized what, being a vegan truly is, I said, yeah, my 70 to 80% is not going to work with being a vegan because I can't, yeah. I, I can't do it because, <laughs> because I've lost that with my clothes and stuff already. I mean, half my workout gear is not vegan friendly yeah. to, to be honest with you, you know, but that's, but, but that's where you have to understand. Um, 
you know, with what you're doing with your life, um, you have to know what's actually going to fit you. Most people who claim to be vegan, if you really, I mean, if you go to a person who is truly a vegan, go to the house and I guarantee you a true bona fide vegan, it, it will change, it will change your life and it will change your way of thinking of being able to claim something, but actually doing it. Cause most people can claim they're vegan all day long because they say, Oh, well, I don't eat dairy. I don't eat eggs. I don't do this. I don't do that. But when you go and you actually go into a vegan's house, it is truly, truly different. I mean, you see no leather, anything you, I mean, down from the tip of their toes to the top of their head, nothing is animal based at all. Yeah. And they are bona fide activists. And I actually appreciate their mindset and, and being able to have that, that purpose for wanting to save animals and wanting to make sure that there's no cruelty being done to them, uh, things like that. But like I said, I can't be that dedicated with my clothing and things like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. You know, and, and like I said, there's nothing against them. I, I actually have a few people, you know, that I know that I work with and things like that in my, you know, in my job that are, that are vegan. And we get along great. We just don't talk about certain stuff. <laughs> you know, so as long as we don't talk about certain things, you know, we're, we're good. You know, and, and because for them, that's a very, very sensitive subject. You know, and when you try to make that claim, it's almost one of those things where you're going to get tested. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you got to go for what you know if you say that that's what you're about. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with it, but there's something for everybody. For me right now is vegetarian. You know, I still eat my eggs. I still eat my dairy. I still will consume my honey every morning with my tea. You know, or whenever I'm drinking my different teas that I drink, that's my natural sweetener. I don't even use sugar, but that's where I am. And one day I might get to that point. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, tr I tried to do the plant based myself, and um, plant based was cool at first. I mean, if you, it's it's a dedication with that as well. It's not as um, strict as being a vegan, but like I started running out of recipes, and some of the recipes are so detailed and, and it requires so many ingredients to make something so small that it, it kind of just it take a lot out of you, you know what I mean like and then a lot of the products like I know a lot of plant-based people um, eat a lot of um, tofu and I'm not big on consuming soy and so that was kind of like a, a, a kind of hope for me at that moment doing that as well and like a lot of other things included a lot of chickpeas I'm I'm not big with the chickpeas. I'm not too. I mean, <laughs> other than hummus, I'm not really sure what that is. So you know, I was like, oh, let me come back on this side, sprinkle a little shredded cheese on my salad and a little egg, and I'll be all right. Well, yeah, you know, and and that's one of the, you know, that's where knowledge comes in at, and being able to learn, um, you know, the different things that you're having to consume. One thing that you have to understand and realize whenever you are taking out the main source of protein in your body, which is what your body actually needs for not just for muscle building, but it's also but protein is also essential for your skin. Uh, it's also essential for your organs, you know, and different things to help you stay healthy. 
Uh, there are so many different changes that you can make with with replacing the meat product with a plant based product. I'm glad you're going uh, there because that's actually my next question about yeah. uh, good sources of protein. Yeah. So yeah. So with, with that, without using meat. Yeah. So with that, that that was one of the things that I actually had to learn. You know, and it was even with me being a trainer and, and understanding and learning nutrition. Um, and understanding what nutrition was and the importance of it, I still kind of questioned myself at time when I first became a vegetarian and I was thinking, you know, what am I going to have for my protein? Right. You know, because I'm not consuming my turkey anymore. I'm not consuming my beef and pork. Hadn't done that for years. Um, you know, when I'm looking, it's like, okay, I'm not even consuming fish. And people look at me like, dude, you're not even going to eat fish? No, I'm not going to eat fish. I'm, I'm strictly leaving it alone. If it had parents, I'm, I'm not eating it. Um, you know, and, and it was one of the things that I had to actually learn. But there are so many different vegetables that will actually help you with your protein. Um, one of those one of those protein uh, plant based foods is mushrooms. Most people do not like mushrooms um, because most people um you know, think that mushrooms don't have a uh, uh, don't have a great taste to it. They think that um, you know because it comes straight out of the ground that it's you know something that is not going to be all that good. Surprisingly enough, some people thought that mushrooms weren't real because it was on a video game called Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> you know, so some people don't understand um, the different. Uh, benefits for mushroom. When I make my burgers, you know, when I go to have burgers made, that is one of the main sources of my burger is the portobello mushrooms, uh, the baby bella mushrooms. You can have them sliced up. You can have the large portobello caps. You put them on the grill. You put them on, in the skillet. You cook them up. You put your ketchup and your mustard and your other fixings, your lettuce, your spinach, your tomatoes, and you eat that you eat that mushroom burger, and it feels like you might be in McDonald's or you might be in Whataburger. I don't know, man. I think he, I'm uh, telling you. <laughs> it, it, I'm telling you. If you try, yeah, because because what you do, you still it, it's all in your seasoning and it's all in how you prepare your food. And everybody's going to be a little different. You know, you can't even cookie cut. Nutrition. There is a certain way that you can fix food, but there are some people who are more sensitive to spices. And that's one of the things when you start to be on a plant based diet, you will start your your taste sensitivity will get heightened because now you're giving your body, most importantly, your brain, the proper nutrients that it needs to be able to function properly and allow the rest of the body to function. Um, and that's where a lot of the. Uh, you know, a lot of people who consume a plant-based diet will say, I feel so much better. I feel more alert. Yeah. I feel more focused. You know, my body feels better. I feel younger on the inside. Well, when you're giving your body the natural uh, sugars and the natural products that it needs to function, which a lot of people don't understand and know, that your brain functions off of natural sugar. And with your brain being able to function off of natural sugar, and it's the central processing unit for the body, just like a computer, it's able to send off the right signals to the rest of the body to say, okay, liver, I need you to do this. Kidneys, I need you to do this. Heart, I need you to do this. Because that's what happens with a lot of people who are having issues 
um, in my opinion, with, with mental issues. Um, if you look at their diet, most of them don't have a real good diet, if any at all. Um, and that's what causes a lot of these mental breakdowns that they have because they don't have the right amount of sugar being fueled to the brain to cause them to think clearly, to cause them to react clearly, to cause their body to function like it's supposed to because they're having a block because all of these different preservatives and all of these different chemicals and man-based products and things that come from these processed foods and the way that they're now, um, you know, manufacturing and, and harvesting the, these animals to try to speed uh, speed their growing process up so that can go from from birth to harvest, you know, within a matter of weeks as opposed to months or years like they should because of the growing rate of the, you know, the human population to keep up that demand. There are so many things that have been brought forth that cause uh, different harmful effects to the brain and to the rest of the body that it doesn't know how to function anymore unless you give it the natural source of what's needed and what's required. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So I, I guess like, uh, and another thing that I have an issue with personally is that um, I'll go to the gym maybe like Monday through Thursday, Monday through Friday. But by the time the weekend comes, especially multiple weeks in a row, like by the time the weekend comes, after I've been doing it for about three weeks or so, I feel like I'm starting to plateau. I feel like the gym's getting a little boring, uh, and I want to do something different, like maybe on the weekends or just something else to spice it up or to shock my body. What do you recommend as far as, like, an additional activity that uh, keep you uh, keep your mind occupied as well as, like, keep you um, working out and burning calories? What one of the things you can do um, now, you have your gym rats who will go in the gym seven days a week for hours at a time. And, and that's good for them. Yeah. Um, most people, uh, it, it's, it's kind of funny. I usually say that people deal with working out and fitness and nutrition like people who deal with ADHD. They don't stay in one place long. We're trying to do anything. Um, they have to have something different that, you know, will give them the effect that they need, but is it's fun. It's impressive. Um, it's something that makes working out not feel like working out. Um, one of the things that I actually do um, is I roller skate, okay. um, you know, so roller skating is a different form of exercise. Um, it's a great leg workout. Um, it can also be a full body workout based on what, based on, um, how you're doing your skating, you know, and things like that. I've actually created a full body workout that you do strictly on skates because what it does, it gives you that lack of resistance that you have to learn how to control with being on wheels. So you have to be able to have that extra leg strength to be able to, um, do certain steps, turns you know, stretches, things like that, where you're controlling how far your body is going to go um, before, you know, you try to take on that next level and go even further. Um, it's a good cardio workout because with a lot of people who plateau, um, there are certain changes that you can make, whether it's your sets and reps that you do with your workout, the amount of weight that you're working with, uh, even the type of exercises that you're doing. Um, but what you want to make sure that you do is you don't want to go into a gym um, 
you know, starting at the beginning of the month um, and you got a set workout, you got your set amount of exercises that you do, um, you know, your sets, your reps and things like that. And you continue to do that for the next six months, because what happens, it might be a struggle for you in the beginning. But then once your body gets accustomed to it, your brain, as well as your muscles, develop what's called muscle memory. And so where you're doing that same exercise, it now becomes easy for you. And when it becomes easy and there's no resistance or there's no challenge, then you can't really get the full benefits of of that workout anymore because there's nothing that's changed. And when nothing changes, um, and especially when it comes to your results or your weight or your look or whatever it is that that your desire or your goal is, if it's not changing in a way that you think it should change, you're going to give up. Um, so you want to try to incorporate different things. And it doesn't always have to be in the gym. Like I said, you can do roller skating. Um, there are places that are in certain cities um, that have uh, bounce houses that are made like obstacle courses. You can run around those for a couple of hours. Um, that gives you a low impact workout. Plus, you're still able to be active, which works on your cardio. It's full body because you're having to crawl, climb, lift, pull, and do different things. So you're getting that resistance training that you need, but it's in a different form. It's in a different element. And because you're being active, it causes your body to say, hey, what what, what are we doing today? This isn't what we did the last three days. So and the way your body will compensate for that, it actually will start to build more muscle because it's saying, okay, I don't know what this joker is doing to me, but we need to prevent from this happening again where we're getting stressed out and you'll start to gain more muscle in that aspect. Um, Even doing workouts at the house, um, just with you doing different things, you know, around your home and lifting, you know, there are certain boxes you might have that you can lift and different things you can do or working out at the park, Um, you know, just going somewhere where your element has changed and you're not working on the same equipment or doing the same motion of exercises will help with keeping those results flowing. Okay. Okay. So um, I'm going to head to Facebook here just real quick. Um, I believe we had a question that was left on our line. It looked like the question was about how do you stop cravings for things that are not in alignment with your meal plan? Now with cravings that you start to develop or, that, that you start to deal with. What people don't realize is a lot of the foods that you consume, those foods will have certain chemicals in them. Most of the chemicals being sugar replacements because you have the high fructose corn syrup, the dextrose, the uh, sucralose, uh, the maltodextrose. All of these chemical-based sweeteners um, are made in an element that, that either, um, for several reasons, Um, those chemical-based sweeteners are made because they're cheaper to manufacture where you can make more, you can make more for less. So it causes a lot of the, uh, the manufacturers to save on money by using these different chemical-based sweeteners because that gives them more profit because they're not having to push out as much money, um, for these different ingredients. Um, another thing that it also does is it causes the brain to develop a a addiction in a sense, much like a person who will consume any type of street drug. Their body becomes 
fixated on it so much that they will actually go through withdrawals when they start to uh, not consume that particular product. Okay. So what happens? It, it's kind of like um, it, it's it's kind of like one of those things where you're hypnotizing the person to want to consume this product over and over again. The best way to do it is to make it taste the best way possible. Well, most people are geared toward anything that tastes sweet. Um, and since they're able to manufacture what natural sugar is supposed to be and make it sweet, make it just as sweet, if not sweeter, that's where people get fixated on that. So in order to counteract that, you have to mentally make a decision that you need to replace that with natural sugars. That's going to come from your fruits and your vegetables. Whenever you start to have that that addiction or that withdrawal feeling like you just need to have something and you're craving it, what you have to understand is that you have to be disciplined enough that when you start to have that craving, replace it with something else. You know, if you know you got a craving for candy or some type of cake or cupcake or pie or anything like that, go get you a piece of fruit. Go make you a, a parfait where you go and get you some all natural yogurt, get you some fruit, consume that when you start to have those uh, sweet tooths that people say that they're having or when you start to have that feeling like you're just craving something, replace it with something that's going to be a benefit to your body and watch over a course of time. Generally, it's about three weeks to develop that habit. Every time that you start feeling like you need to consume something that you norm- that you know is a bad thing, eat something good in place of it and watch how your body changes after about three weeks. Okay. Then after you do that for about three weeks, then try it for three months. After three months, it then becomes a actual habit and it becomes a lifestyle. And now your body's getting fixated on the right thing that you're supposed to consume as opposed to uh, these chemical-based sweeteners that are not only causing an addiction to the brain, they're cheaper for the manufacturers to consume, but it's also causing your body to become embalmed from the inside out, for lack of a better term. Um, it's kind of like when you embalm a body um, of a deceased person, that body is stiff. That body has no movement. That body can't do anything. These chemical-based sweeteners are doing the same thing to not only your brain, but to the rest of your body when it's going through and trying to filter through your body. And your body doesn't know how to consume a lot of it, which is what causes the excessive weight gain because your body doesn't know how to filter this chemical or filter this product that you consume to let it go through the kidneys to get filtered out and go through the, you know, through, go through the liver so that way it can come out and be excreted. Your body doesn't know what to do with that, so it'll hold on to it until it figures out what you're supposed to do. And that's aside from not drinking the right amount of water, too. Okay. Okay, so, yeah, that makes plenty of sense, you know. And um, I got one more question, and that'll be all my questions I got for you. Man, I know I've been bombarding you with them. But, um, oh, man, this is what we do. This is what passion <laughs> is. Look, I'll talk about this all day long. <laughs> so uh, the infamous cheat day, man, like, Everybody um, talk about the cheat day. They'll work out maybe five, six days a week. They got to have the cheat day of the week where they can overindulge in the, the unhealthy foods, um, even take a rest day. Which I don't really see a problem, I guess, with the rest day. But 
the, the overindulging in food is what usually people mean by the cheat day. They can go and eat whatever's not good for them and make it up the following week. So what do you think about the cheat day? And, and is it necessary or should you leave it alone? Now, what you know, and a lot of people, when I hear cheat day, it, it's, it's kind of a funny thing that people have developed and try to turn it to their own to make an excuse for uh, their lack of wanting to try to change. Because some people will say, oh, you know, I'll do this for a few days because I know when Saturday comes, I'll just go ahead and do what I want to do and I'll start back over. Well, what happens with that, what a cheat day actually is supposed to be, it's not so much of a day where you go and you consume any and everything that you want. You don't try to make that all up in one day um, and then do six days of clean eating, healthy exercising and things like that. Um, now, the rest day for your workout is necessary um, because your body does have to have a day of rest. So that way your muscles can rebuild like they're supposed to. Um, and two, when you're doing a lot of working out, especially if you're excessive with it, um, like people who do CrossFit, um, people who do marathons, who do um, triathlons, decathlons, things like that. When you have people who are training on uh, on that scale, they train heavy and they train hard. They have to have a day of rest because if you're constantly breaking the body down, the body doesn't have anything to rebuild on. And a lot of times that will cause you more harm than good because your body's not developing enough muscle to keep you going at that point. That day of rest is supposed to be a day where your body can rebuild. So if you went outside and you ran five miles, um, if you did that for five days straight and then you took a rest and allowed your body to rebuild and to be able to rebuild those muscles in your legs and in your feet, um, in your hips and everything, when you go back after that rest and you go to run that five miles, it gets a little bit easier to do. And you might be able to run six and then you give yourself another day of rest. You might be able to run six and a half, but it's necessary. Your cheat day generally should not be anything more than a day that you consume more calories than what you do on the other days. Not so much as going to McDonald's and buying one thing, one of everything off of the menu. Right. You don't want to do that. Um, because putting your body in shock can be a good thing and putting your body in shock can be a bad thing. Right, right. So where, where you would do a workout for a certain amount of time and then you go and change it up by going to go roller skating or going to the park to go work out or doing something different than what you normally do in the gym, that's a good shock factor to help your body build muscle. You don't want to have a shock factor to where your body begins to shut down. Because when you consume those chemical-based products and you start to consume that fast food and you start to consume um, the sodas, the you know, and the different uh, drinks that they have out there now that have all of these sweeteners in them, and you generally don't consume that, your body will start to go into shock where it will shut down and because it doesn't know how to function. And it's it's kind of like it's kind of it's kind of like causing your brain to stress out real bad, 
and your body and your brain doesn't know what to do. So it just says, you know what? Let's just not do anything. And that's where people start to get that itis that we get. Right. When we yeah. consume a lot of food and it's like, ooh, Lord, right. I'm sleeping. <laughs> I, mean, I need to go lay down. Well, your body has now went in the shock. Your brain has went in the shock at that point because you now have consumed so much in an excess that your brain has now shut down and it doesn't know what else to do but reboot and shut down and get ready for the next day. Right. You know, so your cheat day, and and I'm doing the finger quotes too, your cheat day is a day that's needed, but it's how you go about doing your your cheat day um, that you have to be careful of. Um, because what happens with that cheat day, if you start to consume bad stuff um, excessively, your body will revert back to what it was doing before. Because something has to take um, something has to take precedent on what's going to be good for the body, and you as an individual have to make that choice. Is it going to be the good, the good fats, the good, the fruits, the vegetables, the plant-based diet, uh, the moderation of meats. If you are one of those individuals who have to eat meat, that's because I'm a vegetarian. Doesn't mean I'm trying to push everybody to not eat meat anymore. I have clients. I know people. I live with people who still eat meat. I I made that personal choice for myself. I don't try to push that on anybody else. Now, if anybody asks me. I'll be more than happy to show them, but I don't try to push that on anybody. And even with me doing nutrition plans for people, I still have to be able to know how to alter the beef, the pork, the fish, the turkey, the chicken to help them reach their goals. You know, and with some people, if they decide they want to transition into that and they're just a complete carnivore or caveman where they always want to consume meat, that's a process that's not going to be so easy for somebody who doesn't eat meat all the time. So everybody has to be done and, you know, has to be handled in a different way that their progress is going to be substantial for them, which is why you will never see a cookie cut program with Holy Temple Fitness unless it's dealing with a boot camp or it's dealing with a fitness challenge. And even with that, there's still going to be some specifics that are going to be different for certain people based on their level of fitness if they're not able to do what's required with the fitness challenge. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's cool, Dan. That's cool. Like, so you definitely answered my question. Man, you definitely dropped some jewels on us today. So that's going to definitely push a lot of people going forward. So, man, at this point, I say, man, go ahead and drop everything you got on them. Like, let me know about all the challenges coming up. Let me know about the business, contact information. Let's put it on all out there. Well, hey, well, you know, I just want to let everybody know. Um, first of all, I want to thank everybody who's listened to this. I'm praying that everybody can get some type of knowledge from this, from the information that was given. If anybody is looking to get any more information, I'm an open book. I'm more than willing to talk to anyone about any of their fitness goals. You can reach me at holytemplefitness.org. Um, if you have a personal question that you'd like to ask, uh, there is a contact us page. Uh, that you can click on, put in your information in the email. It goes directly to me. I generally check my email several times a day. Um, so you can always send me an email and reach me there. 
You can email me directly at holysimplefit at gmail.com. You can also look on our page for different services that we have. We have online training programs. We have face-to-face training programs. If you're needing help with learning how to do grocery runs for yourself, if you're wanting to try to make different changes, we do that as well. We'll spend two hours with you in the grocery store, you know, show you different foods that you can eat. We'll even come to your house and and do a pantry clean out. We'll do a pantry makeover for you. Take out all of those bad things that you don't need, and that way you can start fresh with the things that you do need. We are going to start a 90-day challenge um, toward the middle of the month. So starting today, this is February 2nd, 2018, we're going to start taking people um, who want to start the fitness challenge. If you're interested, go to holytemplefitness.org, go to the Contact Us page, put in the subject 90-day challenge, and put your reasoning in in the message on why you want to get into the 90-day challenge. We're just trying to help everybody to just get up and be able to move and get active. You know, we're not looking for anyone to be able to do, you know, a half marathon or a marathon after they get done with the 90 day challenge. We're just trying to inspire people to try to get moving, get active, to be able to learn how to take care of their temples the best way possible. Anybody who joins into the group will be part of a online community that myself will be able to participate in with being able to talk to everyone. Everyone will be able to talk within the chat, be able to get helpful tips motivation, words of encouragement. I'll be putting those out every day. Bible scriptures, things to help you get moving. We'll laugh, we'll talk. You know, you may have things that you may want to talk about. We will definitely be able to answer any questions that you have. Um, We'll have certain things that we'll work on every single week. So we may have like a generic challenge or a generic workout program that people can do that'll work certain body groups. And we're just we're just gonna get people active. So stay tuned. Um, I will be putting information about it on the page within the next couple of days, pricing, things like that to get started with the challenge. So we'll just work that out. I'm KG. You can hit me up anytime. I'm on Facebook, KG Gillis, or you can hit me up on Holy Simple Fitness on Facebook. I'm also Holy Simple Fitness on Instagram. And Holy Simple Fit on Twitter as well. All right, KG, I appreciate you coming out, man. Again, like we need these jewels. That's the whole point of the show. Drop these jewels. Uh, definitely, it's the Crown Jewels, the boy G Mo the Great. So you can definitely reach us again. Uh, we're working on the website. Website coming soon. It will be at uh, crownjewelspodcast.com. So it's coming soon. Look out. I definitely will be around letting you know when it officially drops. But until then, you can reach me at crownjewelspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at crownjewelspodcast. Um, and you can also go to the fan page, like, read some of the content. So I'm always staying pretty connected with the content that's going on in social media. Um, so you'll see topics there as well as topics for the upcoming show. Uh, some of my humor, some of my seriousness. But you can do that at the fan page at Facebook at Crown Juice Podcast also. So uh, that sounds like a podcast to me. We out.